the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Welcome to the Maybe Daily. It is mm. biggest sporting moments of 2023. It's three, two, two one, one lift off. Stop it. It's a big one, Mace. So yep. let's get stuck straight into oh, it. Oh, yeah. As always, we're sponsored by Mint Sports. The best. Mate. They are the best. This year, we're going to be coming thick and fast. Every week, Maybe Daily. Is this our year? You'd like to think so. <laughs> You'd like to think so. I say that every year, and it gets to the end. I go, thank Do God, it's over. Oh, every year, I go, this is my year, and then at the end, I oh, go, oh mate, I cannot <laughs> stand this sort of like, oh, 2023, thank God, that's <laughs> over. Or you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, oh my God, Bowie died, Prince died, <laughs> everyone died this year. No, mate, arbitrary end of the year. No one talks like that. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. I wish he'd die. But it's just always this sort of... Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's this clean start. Oh, wow. We got a clean start. And I get the psychology of it. But also, no. Pull your it's head in. It's another day. Time is nothing. Dates are nothing. Don't worry about your anniversary or Valentine's Day. It's just <laughs> another day. It is going to be a huge year for us, though, at the Maybe Daily, because we are going to be... In a set, we're going to be doing it interstate. We're going to do whatever we can, whenever we can, but it's going to be every week, like every Thursday or Friday. We'll see how we go, but it's going to be every single week in the ear holes, consistently annoying people. We're also sponsored mm. this week by Dave and Candy Warner's Can't Get Enough live webcam. Only fans page. Come on down to Dave and Candy Warner's Can't Get Enough live webcam only fans page for all your... Dave and Candy Warners can't get enough live webcam OnlyFans page needs. I haven't seen them for a few days. It's getting the cold sweats. I need me Warner. Warner fix. Oh. Don't you worry your pretty little head about that. They'll be popping up in the blacks of your OLED any day now. <laughs> the thing that stood out for me was the blacks in the OLED. It's a wow factor, and I think that really stands out for me and for a lot of people. As per, we pray to the sporting gods, so let us pray. Let us pray that Mason and I don't get arrested at Fiction Nightclub or at Capper's Brothel for slapping chicken's pimple. Let us pray that we win the toss and bowl first. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so until last year. And let us pray that during any sporting moments that stop the nation, Mason and I are not watching the wrong game on a replay. Looking at you, <laughs> Barnaby. In the name of Roy Simmons. Simmons. Peter Dacos. Where's Dakes? Where's Dakes? Where's Dakes? Ricky. Ricky Ponting. Can commentate. And Lisa Devanna. Before her time, Lisa Devanna. Before her time. Ah. 
Lovely prayer, that one. Lisa Devana, give me some stats. Oh, mate, 150 caps, 40-odd goals. Stop it. Stop yourself. Stop what you're doing. She laid the trenches so others could build the house. Hers was the I like foundation. It, mate. I like it. That's a magic number. The magic number. At number three, mate, it is local footy time. And when I say local, we're combining the national codes of NRL and AFL. To NRL, where throughout the year, Latrell Mitchell and Jack Byton and Fighting Whiten were forced to defend themselves in a court over false assault charges. The incident occurred as the cousins celebrated a birthday in the delectably titled Fiction Nightclub. The main provocateur, it turned out, was neither Jack nor Trell, but rather a cop by the name of Sergeant Power. When showed the footage of Fiction Nightclub, Civ Brain Sergeant Power was forced to admit (laughs) his memory had failed him and what he thought he saw it happened actually didn't happen this is also known around the kindergarten circles as blatant lying <laughs> there was police body worn camera footage played and it basically showed that the allegations that he made against jack whiten that he was acting aggressively with his fists clenched and an angry look on his face you know ready to square off at any moment that that simply didn't happen and he had to admit that the allegation that he made and wrote in an official police report was clearly not true. Mr Mitchell and Mr Whiten are proud Indigenous men who have been subject to the power of police acting oppressively, violently and outside the law. Um, I hope everyone knows and understands the seriousness of, of what's going on and um, this is a massive hit on community and um, you know, through the last 10 months it's been very hard for myself, not only myself but my family and what they've had to read and, and endure. And it was fins up in the Dolphins' first season under Weekend at Bernie's consultant, Supercoach Wayne Bennett. <laughs> they showed their goods and they bled into yet another Origin Series victory for the men in Maroon north of the Tweed in the AFL Huge friend of the pod, Craig Choco O'Malley, oh. notched up his 500th game of footy for the almighty East Burwood Rams. Love you, Choc. On his way to yet another premiership for his beloved club. Crikey, that was nearly number one for me. Yeah. The Hawthorne racism saga. That scandal mm. eked out like grandma's piss. Glass gargling sleeve denier Clarkson took time away from the game. No one was properly interviewed and a vague agreement was eventually reached. And there's one particular party out there that was the catalyst for all this that haven't been investigated at all. Um, their governance and conduct in this whole thing, the Hawthorne Football Club, just shameful. Yeah, we're just waiting for the opportunity and the, and the platform to be able to tell our side of the story. And when we uh, when we get that, then, you know, Fags, myself and Jace, right from the get-go, have been willing to cooperate and be involved in this investigation. But eight months later, we still haven't heard when or how it's all going to unfold. So that will hopefully transpire in the, in the next little while. There's going to be more here, Mace, possibly through the Human Rights Commission. Mm. And like herpes of the gooch, Polo Boy stuck around, mostly out of sight, <laughs> but never far from mind. He's finally set to be replaced this year by near namesake Andrew Dillon. So it's Gillen out, Dillon in. Dildo. Good luck, Dildo. Carlton mm. made an unlikely finals run deep into September. Delirious Blues fans cutting laps down Ligon in scenes not witnessed since the paper bag days, or at least the last time Ferrari won the Aussie GP. Goal line technology provided ample controversy, costing one team a finals berth. Thankfully, for all concerned, 
That team was Adelaide, so no one really gave a shit. <laughs> Sam Newman slapped Ricky Chicken Nixon's pimple, and Warwick Kappa took ownership of a suburban brothel. If Warwick has his way, he'll be taking his brothel empire national. I'm big in Tassie, Adelaide, city churches. A bit yeah. like McDonald's. Let's have a Big Mac, one more lot. Tell him Wizard Kappa sent you with the new teeth and the tight shorts. Kappa says he'll be on site at the brothel once or twice a month holding a barbecue for clients. At number three though, Mace, wow. it was grand final weekend. The best. And two of the best we've ever seen, Ooh. for many a moon at least. I think it's the best double grand finals of the AFL NRL ever, ever. Mm. Now it's hard for you to say, being a Lions fan, but... Just the icing on the cake was that NRL grand final. It was mm. absolutely incredible what Cleary did to win that game for Penrith. Absolutely stunning with how it started and how it ended. It was just drama, 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 man. Absolute drama. Now, my first question to you, my friend. Yes. Great summary, by the way, of the year. Have you recovered from the loss? Uh, I'll never watch that game or at least... <laughs> Not for the next you know, few so decades. It's full on, isn't it? It's so full on. Yeah, nah, it's cooked. <laughs> the pain is incredible, isn't it? It's just like, what the fuck? It's so bizarre. We spoke in the last episode about how great the ashes are because you can escape your daily life. You can just enjoy yourself in pretending that sport is important. But then when your team's involved in such a seminal day in your life where it's your first grand final and all those things... Mm. It has to resonate. It has to be part of your life. And, yeah, it's painful. It's really fucking painful. Al came running out of halfback to be the recipient. And without hesitation, he kicks for Hill. Oh, he went over the top. He went up the mountain and came down a hill. One of the greatest of all magpies. 30 metres out. He's every bit back. Scott Pendlebury puts Collingwood back in front. Side bottom. In game 309 from outside the arc. Oh my goodness! He has got it! And the place erupts! And so ends one of history's great grand finals. Collingwood take the final step on the stairway to Premiership Heaven. Flies, pies, win the close one. I, full disclosure to our seven listeners, mm. I didn't really want this in the top three. Maybe we'll do the ashes higher, whatever. And you're like, mate, it was unbelievable. And you were completely right. But it's bloody painful. One of the things that I think made it even bigger was the fact that the year before, the AFL was a blowout. That's right. And there's also recency bias when it comes to the best grand final. But I think it's a good shout from you to be the best double mm. because... Back in the day, it was never on the same weekend, and now all of a sudden we get Saturday, Sunday. Oh. So in the AFL, Kiss just lit up the mecca, quite literally, daytime pyros. Eh, not ideal. If you're listening, Dildo, maybe change that for next year. <laughs> then the game proper was a seesawing end-to-end battle, which eventually saw the toothless flag pies wrestle the lead away from a very plucky Brisbane side mm. in front of over 100,000 rabid footy fans. And I was there and I was very, very grateful to be there thanks to incredible friend of the pod, Jez. Collingwood won their first premiership in 13 years and, and people went 180 on Joe Danaher and every Brizzy fan throws up their warm skewy of Forex gold upon hearing <laughs> Craig McRae name his daughter that morning, Maggie. Oh. But it was still one of the great days. What I always think about is that the next morning... At the Fitzroy 
Wash up. Wash up. Mm. There were a handful of Brisbane fans there who'd flown in for it in Broncos jerseys who were about to get on a flight to Sydney. So they did the double. Oh, my God. Where they had AFL glory ripped at the last from them. And then the following evening, once they collectively regained some sort of composure and blocked out all Collingwood fans on their phones. That is incredible. The big dance stepped up and what a fucking banger. There's a 17-year wait about to end. Ezra Mann is now consigned to the underside of a 4X gold bottle cap. He's the bottle cap answer to which player scored a hat-trick in a losing grand final. That's right. The Penrith Panthers on the hunt for their third straight flag, staring defeat in the face at 24-8 down with an hour gone. Then it happened. Nathan Mrs. Mary Fowler Cleary orchestrated, I reckon, Mace, the single greatest grand final comeback, Mm. produced the best individual grand final performance in the sport's history, maybe any Australian like domestic it. sport. I agree. The Roger Ramjet God-bothering chin man converted his last-minute try. <laughs> chin man. And it was strippers in the spa. They're five metres out. Kenny goes to the short side. Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. He goes through. Cleary under the post. He has a kick to take the lead. And maybe the Panthers towards a famous three-peat. Full-time. The Penrith Panthers three-peat. We've witnessed one of the most remarkable comeback games you'll ever see. And Nathan Cleary. Champions want the ball when everything is on the line. And Nathan, with a cape on, has stolen their third in a row, the Penrith Panthers. Where were you when it happened? So so you watched the second game at home? Or I watched you... it at home. They just gave him a, a little sniff. And that's all they needed. That's how good they are. Is it the greatest individual performance or the most a player has shaped the outcome of a domestic grand final? I'd have to say it's NRL. It's the best performance. Because I fucking I despise Chin Man. But I have to give him kudos for what he did. I, I couldn't say it's but over... But in the AFL, is there is there a more dominant individual performance in a grand final to have won it? Because we know Ablett and a losing cause. We know all these type of things. Has there been someone who's in the last quarter who's gone, you know what, I'm kicking five straight? Dermy with a punctured lung. But does that oh, yeah. influence the outcome? I think um, it could go down in history to get the three-peat, to get that part of history. He will be a future immortal. Yeah, I think he could be right. It actually. might be the greatest yeah. performance of a grand final in domestic Aussie history ever. It's a great call. At least in terms of the final outcome. I tell you what I'd love to I've always wanted to do this as a tradition even if your team's not in the grand final I don't know if you'd agree with me because of what you went through on the day but just going to the ground for an hour or two before mm, you go out beforehand get the fizz absolutely get the ultra fizz just sit on the grass you're not going in yeah that's fine a few cans but get the ultra fizz you know fizz what I reckon you'd go you'd get in if you really wanted to somehow right. like, there'd be a little bit of like Ultra right. And I don't know if this is a heard it before, no, like but I'd that. always um I'd always wanted to do my bucks at a Sheffield Shield game at the G. No one there. Hundred percent. Twenty of us. Hundred percent. Get us in. Who threw that? It's gotta be of those blokes. Well your brother once said to me, he goes, mate, if you ever get married, 
your bucks is going to be a bus trip to Barrel. We go to the <laughs> Bradman Museum and play a game of cricket. <laughs> yeah, mint. <laughs> and I've yeah. heard most of the big Olympic decisions have been made on the bus trip to Barrel. I think you're right that it's got to be in the top three. It was one of the great, for pure Australian sporting fans, one of the great weekends. Yeah, it felt like ours. That final felt like on a ours. Saturday and then Sunday Arvo, all of a sudden, you've just come around and seen that. You're, you're right. Felt like Everyone hours, below the line who abused us last episode about the Ashes being at four, take it back. <laughs> and tell you hear what we've got to say in the next two. Number two. Take a number two. <laughs> Looks like you took a big number two. <laughs> yes, quite so. As you can see, I'm holding a big number two in my hands, enjoying the weight and feel of it. <laughs> at number two, mate. Hit me. We're back to cricket, and it's the ODI World Cup. That's the... One day international World Cup for anyone playing at home. <laughs> it was a tournament that in many ways mirrored 1999. We don't just lose the opening two games against eventual finalists, India and South Africa. We get royally obliterated. Pat and the selectors drop Alex Carey. Bizarrely, after just one game, they put in Josh Inglis. That adds to the ever-growing rumblings around selection queries. Ashton Agar was injured pre-tournament, so we only go in with mm. one front-line spinner in Adam Zampa. We have a Warwick Todd impersonator in the squad who's watching from his couch in Adelaide, his hand heavily bandaged. I'm no student of the game, but I'm tipping it's tough to win matches from another hemisphere. Doing, selectors! Doing! And murmurs <laughs> around our skipper begin to bubble up once again. Can Pat Cummins captain? Is Pat Cummins even in our best 11? That woke bastard, I bet he supplied the goddamn sandpaper. It's pretty much must win from there on out, maybe with the leeway of one more loss, thanks to Afghanistan creating upsets and England being gloriously, utterly shit. Welcome back to your reality, England. We oh, take on Sri Lanka in Game 3, and it's the same it. old story. It, they get off to a flyer, and at none for 125, the knives are out and the armchair experts, the nation over, a bang for blood. Then... None for 125 ends up the Lankans all out 209. Does it reek of a bookmaker? Who cares? The campaign is underway. <laughs> Wins against Pakistan and the Netherlands follow. Who are the Dutch? Adam Zampa, our lone spinner with the weight of wicket taking and run strangling upon his shoulders, plucks eight wickets in two games at under four and over. Momentum building. But now we take on a red hot Kiwi outfit. Travis, empty head, is off the couch and the fly-catching, mouth-breathing, compulsive, cutting Warwick Todd impersonator is flown straight into the Dharmasala maelstrom. He duly tons up and Australia narrowly defend 3-8-8 in one of the games of the tournament. Zampa takes three. We're back in form and looking like semis are on the cards. So... We play some golf to relax. Glenn, I find odd ways to scupper my career through injury. Maxwell falls off the back of a golf cart and gets knocked the fuck out. He's out for the next game against the old enemy, England. Zampa takes three. We are charging. Then, it happens, Mace. The moment the casual observer sleepily keeping a half-open peeper on the tournament springs to life. Couchside back home. We take on Afghanistan. A win will secure a semi-final berth. Chasing 292 for victory, the gold-shirted good guys stutter, shitting the proverbial bed and rolling around in it, only to awake, covered in the gooey stuff, at a deep brown, nut-laden smear of 4 for 49, <laughs> when the concussed one arrives at the crease to face a hat-trick ball. It's reviewed, it's a hat-trick, oh. but no, a faint oh. edge, and the golf cart kid survives. Oh. Things get worse as those around him continue staining the sheets. Oh. God, kid. The satin, the pillowcase, the four-inch fold. There's fecal everywhere from the bedhead all the way down to the toes at 7 for 91. Still 200 needed. 
set the spin cycle to deep stain and go to bed, guys. But then the Bonsnock man is joined by Captain Pat. Remember him? He's not even in our best 11. Bowlers can't captain. That woke bastard shouldn't have wasted his carbon footprint flying to India. Pretty Pat drops anchor as Glenn Brain Contusion Maxwell does oh. the impossible, manufacturing hands down oh. the single greatest innings in ODI history. He smacks, slaps, squirts and sides Australia to victory, imperiously reaching 201 not out in the process. And Maxwell hits it! A knock of sheer gall, willpower and audacity that saw 21 boundaries, 10 sixes and the use of just one leg. The lactic acid cramping his style, worse than a parent chaperoning your first date at the drive-in. <laughs> the man with the grey matter splatter and the skipper, who can't captain and isn't even in our best 11 guys, both remain unbeaten. The momentum is real, the nation believes oh. and junior cricket coaches the land over rue their entire under-12s, insisting on arriving to Tuesday Arvo training via the back of a high-speed golf cart before audaciously setting the bowling machine to Sean Tate on meth and reverse-hooking their <laughs> sleep deprivation away. The country's eyes are open, the tournament's alive, the belief is real, it is happening. The last group game against Bangladesh sees Maxi rewarded with a knees up. No golf, please, Glenn. A comfortable victory over the Tigers in shoes. Mitch Marsh whacks an incredible 177 not out that absolutely no one will ever remember. Thanks to the Concussion Kids' previous game's <laughs> heroics, it's semi-final time and the five-time World Cup winners take on a team that have never made it to the last game of a major tournament. <laughs> Death, taxes, Timmy Cahill's forehead and the Saffers losing a semi. Book it! We do not give the perennial chokers an inch. Our openers finally make power played inroads and reduce the Proteus to four for 24. It's shades of 2007 back at St. Lucia, paging Dr. Heimlich. <laughs> Let's hope you bulk bills in Krugerrand. We're blot for 60, just six sets in, and the strippers are getting pruned skin. They've been in the spa since the toss, but we make hard work of it, eventually limping over the line, seven down. Who's at the crease with Mitch Stark? You guessed it, Captain Pat Cummins. Is he even in our best 11? Two to win, Cummins with the short ball, guides it away, three points to the boundary. The captain with the winning runs. A nervy chase for Australia, successfully navigated. And off to another World Cup final. What happened to Blackburn? That was interesting. <laughs> Australia, as we heard there, they lost early. Zampa, he ends up being the spinner of the tournament. Inglis is in after one game. The Maxwell double ton. Oh. And then the final mace. I mean, come on. Zombie Maxwell. I mean, it is just incredible. I just feel like it's the first time such a sweet and satisfying win, this one, is that Australia have knocked off the favourites by a mile. That's such like a great point, mate. That's such a great point because we love being the underdog Yes, in Australia. Us v them, little guy v bad guy, right? And Cricket World Cups, we just win them. That's fine. Sure. And we kind of take pride in that. But this was the rare little Venn diagram sliver of, hey, we're in a World Cup final. We just win those things. And also, we have no right to win this. <laughs> And somehow, Cummins comes out at the toss oh. and says, yeah, we'll have a bowl, thanks. Oh, my God. Pat, you won the toss. What have you decided? We're going to have a bowl first. And then he's bowling. Two for 34 off 10. Not a single boundary. Not one four hit from him in the entire innings. And he made 22 bowling changes. 22. And let's give some credit to the selectors yet again. 
They had head on a couch like we just mentioned in Adelaide. Mm. He comes back in, he's player of the final. Kuldeep bowls to him. He plays from the stumps. He goes for the single. It's risky. Here's the throw. He would have been out. Instead, it's 100. Oh, it's full of drama. Travis heads with a World Cup final century. The silence in that crowd. Oh, unbelievable. You could hear a bead of saffron rice hit the ground. It was that quiet. <laughs> you could hear it. Is that what rice is? A bead? Bead. I don't know. I just went for it. It's not a grain, it's a bead, is it? <laughs> a grain of bead. What do you got there? Rice? Yeah, yeah, I got lots of beads of rice. Any grains of sweat? Nah, I wouldn't have thought so. Mate, I'll tell you one of the great, great tactics I thought we did is that a lot of people don't know this, but I sifted and found out that Brett Lee is the reason we won the World Cup. This will be Brett good. Lee. You heard it here first. Okay. Well, the, he did a little set. For the Indian team the night before with his band Check One Two, and they were so <laughs> with six disheveled and, and horrified, with six, six and, and out. out, that they didn't know whether they were Arthur or Martha, and they came out and just played very slow. It was really? Check One Two, Six and Out, or Check One Two, was it? Nah, it's Six and Out. Richard Cheeky on base. It was Six and Out. Absolute ear cancer. I've heard them. They're shocking, shocking. I'm just telling you what everybody knows. Absolute you were down. What'd you make of the trophy presentation? <laughs> Last time we spoke about it, I actually said it was Pat's Pat got his moment. Pat had his awkward moment. Yeah, he deserved that. that. he deserved his little yeah. moment up there with his graciousness, his you know, his awkwardness, his shyness. The hunk that he is standing up there, that peach in his pants. I mean, it was just perfect to see him. And it, it just to show, personified what kind of person he is. Just a lovely guy, like, didn't know what to do. And he's like, <clears throat> uh, so what are we doing now? <laughs> and the only thing we love more as a sporting nation than a great victory is a great celebration. To have Head and Marsh on the piss and oh. a billion people queuing the effigies, it really it kicked so it home. Satisfying. And that was our number two of the year, Mesa. I loved it, mate. I loved it. Siraj bowls to him. Maxwell clobbers a ball out to square leg. A dive on the boundary to save it. They'll come back for a second. And Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory and surely none greater than this in the most partisan, intimidating environment that this tournament has ever seen. Australia has quashed all of India in one night. They still in tears? They reckon this is going to be rattled for a while after that loss, the Indians? Well, it's getting to a point where they need to win one now. Yeah. 2011 at home they won, and now it's sort of, okay, by the time the next one rolls around, you'd want to start winning one, or... Come on, we get the big boys. People are going to start to talk. Come on, we get the green and gold, boys. Hi, this is Davey. And Candy Lauder. 
We would like to invite you to watch us on our new live stream called Can't Get Enough. We feel like we haven't told you our story enough in the media and in the public. So, why not get all frisky and personal on our live webcam through OnlyFans? You will not be disappointed by the vision. And trust me, the blacks on our webcam are really black. OLED style. Me and Davey love the limelight and throwing guff down your throats is what we love even more. Listen to us waffle on about mundane shit that no one has any interest in. It will be a blast. Dave and Candy Warners can't get enough live webcam. Only fans page. Come and get enough of us. <laughs> And we're down to number one, Meso. Love it. Before we get to that, it would be remiss of me not to ask you what your number one moment of your personal oh, year is. Well, well, well. What did I do this year? So I skydived. I ran with the bulls. <laughs> what else? Did uh-huh. I uh, what else did I do? Machu Picchu. Uh, what else Machu did I Picchu, do? Machu Picchu. Yeah, nah, there was. A- well, ironically, mate, my number one is about number two. And it wouldn't be a personal top three without Toilet Session of the Year. Oh, here we go. Fecal matter, is it? For Mace, Toilet Session of the Year. At least you've PG'd it. (laughs) Great. Let me give you some highlights, okay? Yeah, these are lowlights. These are backdoor (laughs) lowlights. Come on. All right, tell me what you got. The highlights is the old classic no flush rule in our in our house for the year. After midnight or something. And it took one night where all three of us took a number two when we actually blocked up the uh, the S-Bend. No, no, slow it down, slow it down. It's just a pile-up on the porcelain freeway. No, 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 I hate having to do this, but... So you got a no flush rule, I assume, no flush overnight. it makes noise. Now there's three or four of us in this house. We've got a newborn. There's no flush rule. Do you dump? You've got a turd flush, mate. No. Got a turd flush. Do your dump. Shut the door. Put the lid down. See you later. Nope. No, Too much no, turd. No. Disagree. Disagree. It was like a Jackson Pollock painting when you walked in there. Oh, my Lord. That's one of the highlights, but I'll tell you one. That's great... number one. That's number one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, one mate. The ones I look back on, you know, I did a lot of things this year, but the really good thing I look back on. I hope you look back on all those number twos just quietly. Have you ever taken a shit and not looked at them? No. Always look. Always look. Always have to. Got it. Got it. So satisfying. Wow. What is that? I take photos. It's weird. Okay. The best thing I did on the throne. And I've got Ooh. a lot of questions about the throne for you, my friend. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I sat mm. on the throne, mm. the dunny, the toilet, yep. the loo. Got it. I sat on it one day. I'm pr- pretty sure this is Guinness stuff, Guinness book. <laughs> 63 minutes I was on it. How do you know? 63. So you know when you get an app on your phone, right? And that says like, hey, mm. you were on the phone for, you know, nine seconds last week or 28 hours a day. That was down 24% sure. from last week. Do you have that on your dunny lid? <laughs> It speaks to me. My toilet speaks to me. Mason, you have been sitting too long. Hey, shitty. It's Siri. No, it's shitty. (laughs) Hey, shitty. How long have I been on this? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know, mate? Fantastic question. Mel said, oh, it's 10 o'clock now. I'm leaving. I'll be back at midday with the kids. And I said, no worries. I'll be back in 63 minutes. (laughs) 
Oh, fuck. Flush. I got off and said, man, I can't feel my leg. <laughs> what time is it? What are you doing? <laughs> you numbed yourself. You numbed your own limbs. Yeah. That's your number one moment of the year. You numbed your limbs. Yeah. Danny glovered myself. Red wire, blue wire. Got up and went 11.03. Wow, I was just on the tour for 63 minutes. The ironic thing was, is that I was done within the first 30 seconds. I wish we were with this conversation. 62 minutes and 30 seconds of just sitting around. Mm. Now, my question to you is, Sonny, my question to you is, why is the toilet so comfortable? It's porcelain. There's no comfort in porcelain. Why is there comfort in there? No, it's not the physical comfort. It's just that you're relieving your body. It's like something needs to exit your body. No one likes spewing, right? But afterwards you feel better. Yeah, but I'm there for 62 more minutes, son. I can't answer that. No, that's insane. (laughs) That's proper insane. Like insane that you would go to the toilet, have a full body release, massive vac, and 30 seconds later go, you know what? Could do over an hour sitting here. Pretty comfy. That is absolutely insane to me. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's what they should put in churches to keep people in there. Put just toilet seats the whole way through the rows instead of those uncomfortable wooden... Why do churches have those uncomfortable... The pews? Yeah. Just get toilet seats. You're saying we should have poo pews. Just have poo pews. Poo pews all the way through. Hang on a minute. (laughs) Last episode you wanted bidets and now you want poo pews. I've got issues. All right. Dude, are you okay? It got me thinking, right? I doubt it. <laughs> Why are church seats so uncomfortable? It's a good music. Why? Because they're kneeling. Because they're they're trying to like be uncomfortable kneeling for the Lord and whatnot. Well, you want just people taking dumps in the in the <laughs> church? Jeez, you become pretty fucking religious, wouldn't you? Just got to duck off to church again, Dal. Midnight mass. Midnight mass evacuation. That red wine's got to me. Oh. Body of Christ wants to get out. <laughs> no. That's what they need to do. If they want people, they want people like me in the church. So you reckon church should just be lounge room? Like, it should be bean bags and dunny. Bean bags and lazy boys. That's what they should have in churches? Okay. Bean and bags instead and of someone boys. extolling the virtues of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. just put the footy on. <laughs> Why are we here? What you want is a lounge room. What, what, what do you got, a smoker's lounge in there? Oh, yeah, people really seem to be enjoying themselves. You know, they come in once. It's like they're addicted. Do you reckon, do you reckon like bean bags in churches as a gateway to cults with churches? Is that what Koresh was doing with his? He's like... Yeah, because it's too hard to get out of them. Too hard. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't believe anything this guy's saying, but I'll drink the Kool-Aid because <laughs> what's the alternative? Bending my limbs? <laughs> By the way, my old man used to say, fuck, when he was on the toilet. It was really weird, but it was hilarious. I don't know why he did it. It didn't make any sense. Well, I wish you <laughs> did because then it wouldn't have made your top three. <laughs> At number three, you said you discovered a new sport. As in you played temp in bowling and realised, cool, I only have to make two steps from the hot dog and the beer. Great sport. Number two, your highlights of the year, of the year. Pretty sure you had a child this year. All good? Yes, I did. 
Steve Gutenberg's Instagram. Whoa, do yourselves a favour. Anyone out there? That is number two. Gee, it's gonna, it must be a big year. Surely the birth of your child or new occupation, whatever. No. Number one. I'm starting to feel better about my resolutions. <laughs> you should be. Run me through. How would you How would you describe number one in a sentence? Throne talk. Throne talk. <laughs> What do you? That's your number one moment of the year. You sat on the dunny for sixty three minutes, and you have no recollection as to why you were there. That is Guinness Book of Records for sure. Do you see what people are doing in that book? Nah, I don't want to read that book. If that's they're what juggling it is. potato cakes and they're getting in the book. I mean, I can get in there. I can get in there with the throne chat easily. This is depressing. <laughs> Mate, you've got a no flush policy. Start flushing some of these concepts and thoughts out of your mind. Alright, mate, yeah, so buddy. we've done your number twos <laughs> and we've gone ten through Two. At number 10, we had the impossible merger that was Live and PGA. At number nine, the commie games get killed by Scamdemic, Dan. Mm. At number eight, Peter Bowl, hopefully the greatest sports story of the year in this Olympic leap year of 2024. Ah, pen. Let's hope for the best. Number seven, the ribbit man, Eddie Jones, and his calamitous reign of terror for the Wallabies. At six, it's Ange Ball. And he's making every post a winner. If he raises a trophy, he'll be in the top 10 again this year. The Diamonds, they're going to be raising trophies. Let's just hope they get paid. (laughs) They're at number five. At number four, it's the Ashes. And holy dooly, what a six weeks we had. At three, it's one of the great weekends of domestic sport with both grand finals, the AFL and the NRL. No spoilers. I don't want to know what happened in the AFL. At number two, the ODI World Cup and everything that came with it. Backs against the wall. Maxwell's double ton. The final itself. At number one, Mace. Hit me. There's no suspense. Everyone knows what's happening here. It is the moment of the sporting year, and it's the moment of the last 20 years, I think, in my mind. It is the Matildas. Oh, yeah. The whistle blows. Courtney Vine for the semifinals. She scores! She pulls away! And the referee says that that is all over. Australia have won. No Australian team, male or female, has ever reached a World Cup semi-final. The entire Matilda journey galvanised the nation as our number one sporting moment of 2023. When you're galvanising a nation, you're doing something right, aren't you? Early doors, backs against the wall. Kerr God God Mm. Kerr is out with an injury. Mm. We get off to a poor start. We lose to Nigeria. We then smack... Olympic gold medalist Canada for blot in a must win. Then a very classy victory over Denmark. Then we got it, Mace. We got the moment. We got the where were you win moment. Our Cathy moment. That's right. When the Matildas quarterfinal shootout against France took place. 21 harrowing. Oh, my God. Gripping minutes of sport. The tension finally released courtesy of several... Mackenzie Arnold saves and a successful Courtney heart attack and vine strike from the spot. Incredible. So we're at sudden death now. France's fifth penalty, Ev Perisic. 
against Mackenzie Arnold. fingertip under the post from Mackenzie Arnold the pressure is enormous the tension palpable it's a few small steps for Mackenzie Arnold potentially a giant leap into the history books for the Matildas if she scores they're into a semi-final a bit sick to be honest Tamika Yallop has to score and does just don't know how the players are doing it in this atmosphere remarkable and Arnold saves again wherever you're watching you have got the best ticket to the most sensational drama. Can you imagine the scenes and the big screens in Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney? And an enraptured crowd here. If Hunt scores, it's history for the Matildas. No! Saved by Jerome! I simply do not believe that. Astonishing. Courtney Vine for the Matildas. Can she do it? Can she grab this game? Can she grab the Matildas' future? 21-year-old Courtney Vine at her first World Cup can write the Matildas into history. Mate, we had AFL players on the MCG, see fans retreat to the stands to watch it on the tellies. The Herald Sun became the Herald Sam. The Boomers, the Australian basketball team, changed their tip-off time so they could watch the game. They also arrived off the team bus wearing different individual Tillies tops. Absolutely love that side. We're going to be watching them this year. You cried in a shower. Listen, I wrote down something. It's not long. It's a short couple of sentences. For the Matildas. A refreshing culture change in sport this was. Mm. It was fresh with new faces. It was fresh for women's sport being in the limelight. It was everything we needed. Our pen. Absolutely. Yeah. And you write about fresh names and fresh faces because these are now a team of no names who are household names. Yeah. We didn't know the cat burglar. We didn't know Mary Fowler. Razamataz, Hayley Rasso. We didn't know Caitlin Bathurst Ford. That's right. We didn't realise that our new Minister for Defence was the midwife Mackenzie Arnold oh. or Trenches Gorry oh. would be there taking oh. a shiv or a cinder block to the head for you oh. as she's raising her child solo. We didn't know Sweet Lou Carpenter, the country chippy, or Steph Nine Lives Catley were going to step up to the plate. Oh. And, of course, our Tony. I mean, our Tony. Oh, our t- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Our Tony, just the man of the hour. Still there, Sonny? Still there? Hey, still there. Still there. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, this team, thanks for supporting them. Thanks for believing in them. You are part of this win. And I said to the team, we're in a tight circle, you know it. And we kept it really tight. 
but tonight we're bringing you right into it. You belong to this team tonight, every single person in this country. So thank for the support. Eventually, our women fell at the final hurdles, mm. going down to the old enemy England, despite a genuine wonder strike from Sam Kerr, God, God Kerr. Yeah. Geez, that was a hell of a moment. There was a split second there in that moment where it was 11 million Australians watching and, oh, this is what she can do. That's right. I remember her shooting in that moment and thinking, what do you do? Ah! <laughs> like, Why would I doubt you? I love you. <laughs> Sam Kerr can run at Millie Bright. Sam Kerr continues on. Edge of the box. Kerr strikes. Stadium Australia has never, ever, ever been louder. A green and gold eruption in Sydney. I think you're right. You said in the the podcast that we talked about this game is that people needed to see her do that because people at the start 100%. would have been saying, oh, who is this Kerr? They don't quite understand. No, like, right. okay, yeah, cool. She's injured, but we've done well. And then she did that. Then, unfortunately, we ran out of gas against the Swedes in Battle for the Bronze. But, Mace, the tournament and these athletes, yeah, they gave the nation a few weeks where sport shone as brightly as we know it can. The Matildas transcended sport or sporting fans in 2023. This wasn't about sporting fans. This was about everyday Australian life, mm. old and young, mm. dudes and chicks, Boats and hoes. The streets were adorned in green and gold. It wasn't just the biggest or best moment in sport, Mace. This is easily, easily the best moment of the year in any walk of life. Absolutely. During that couple of weeks... You could talk to anyone on the anyone. tram, on the it bus, had no on the angle. train. It had no angle to a certain person in our society. It was everyone. It was pure, unadulterated joy about what I hope is going to become a legacy. Yeah. It was our Kathy moment. Yes. And it didn't end in glory. But I think when we do win something, and geez, let's hope it's this year in Paris. Oh, please. If and when we win major silverware in football, yeah. this will be a huge part of it. Yeah. This marks the culmination of the past four years. Culmination. Obviously, we know that Sam Kerr, God, God Kerr is... She's going to miss the Olympics. Yeah. She's done her ACL. Done. If she gets back, it, it'll be too late. But, mate, there's only 12 teams that qualify for the Olympics. Wow, I didn't know that. We are a huge chance of a medal. Welcome to the corner. Mate, England, Sweden won't be there. Great. So you're telling me there's a chance... Mate, 2024, Olympic year, AFL, NRL, all the majors, all the slams, all the opens, all the novelty events that we know and love. Many special guests coming up. They don't even know it yet. Whatever the sport, whenever it is, whatever time of day, week, month, or even your year. Maybe Daily will <laughs> keep you very loosely covered each and every single Thursday yes. of yes, the year. Yes, we will, my friend. Or Friday. Hey, we're the Maybe Daily. That's right. We're Maybe. What do you want from us? You got it for free. Podcast Come out Thursday. We come out Friday. Whatever. Come on. All right, mates. I can't wait to see you again in another week or so. Every week for the rest of the year. It's going to be the best 
huge year. I need you to stay mint. I need you to know I love you. And I need everyone out there to get in touch with us. So how do they do it? X, formerly known as Twitter. Maybe underscore underscore daily. <laughs> That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Or on Instagram at maybe <laughs> underscore underscore daily. That's maybe with two underscores just to confuse every fucking person in the world. Daily. The worst. The best the and worst. worst. Really enjoy it. I need you to love me as much as I love you. Stay mint. Consider it done. <laughs> Stay mint. <laughs> I think we owe it to our loyal seven listeners to give a bit of an update <laughs> yeah. on some of the resolutions. Oh, no. Because I've got news for you, mate. <laughs> I don't just spout these things. I live them. <laughs> so I've got a bit of an update. <laughs> My neighbour, Paul. Oh, no. That I said I would definitely say hello to this year. <gasps> you said hello. Yesterday. Saw him walking down the street, clocked him, 20 metres away, head to head. I'm like, this is it. It's happening. I've said it. I'm going to do it. I'm wearing headphones, big chunky ones. Take them off. Give him a point. An inquisitive kind of, hey. Oh, yeah. I I know you, don't I? Was it a point of arrest that man or was it a nice point? No, it was more of a like, why haven't I done this earlier? It is you. I do know you. A joyous point. A joyous point. Blanked me. (laughs) <laughs> like you would not Fucking believe blanked that. me now we were both wearing sunnies and i thought maybe he's got headphones on me he's listening to something i looked at his ears we walked past nothing nothing he saw me coming it's gone too far i think you keep going i think you force it i have to it's a resolution get in his face get in his face just get right in there that's hilarious by the way Paulie, my oh, man, yeah, it's awesome. my man, Paulie. <laughs> Bet his name's not Paul. But another one. Sure. Tonight's bin night. I've oh. seen the rest of the street. I've put the bins out. Good man. Good man. But yeah. I've realised that last bin night they took my bin because it had no wheels. <laughs> Saddest thing ever. Oh, what's sadder is in about an hour when it's midnight, I'm going to run the bins out my my bins that i've been storing out the back i have to put in other people's bins oh you're gonna have to do that you fucking you are fair rezo fair resolution. social fucking ant that needs to be exterminated you fucking bin munging fridge ferret <laughs> you bastard i'm a fridge ferret social yes. ant you're right but on that have you got room for one more we have to do one more sunny resolution please It's one of those things that's so bad that eventually it'll come good. I'm in. I'm all in. When you need a new thing in your life, there's only one way to go. There's a path. Do the math. It's not crass. It's your New Year's resolutions, baby. Resolution. We'll be live. Become a bad boy. <laughs> like what? Like? Nah, like a lame one. 
a lame one. Yeah, lame one. So like, you know, like, man, I miss my niece's birthday again. <laughs> Such a bad boy. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't brush my teeth before bed last night. And then I drank some orange juice. <laughs> I'm such a bad you boy. Such a bad boy. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and put my rubbish in people's bins without them knowing. Good reminder, actually. I need to do that. <laughs> I hope it's not in Paul's bin. God, I bet his name's not Paul. <laughs> Clearly not. Eat a lime splice. I love lime splice. Find out if Solero still exist. Remember Solero ice cream? Solero? Yeah, it's like a mango. So if you get like a Magnum ice cream, the actual ice cream thickness, but it's covered in a tropical splice style mango. Gorgeous. Yeah. Win an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say become an EGOT, but I thought maybe I'll leave something up my sleeve for next year. Start small. Play mini golf. Love a good game of mini golf. Love a good game. Have a threesome with Dwight Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Become extremely religious. Really? Create my own font. You've always wanted to do that. Well, I've got one. The ironic one. Well, you can't get sarcasm through text. Yes. If you go, like, how'd you go last night? Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, mate. It was awesome. And it was real lame. There's no way of knowing. Yes. You can't get subtlety or sarcasm through text. So we've got italics. Why not go italics in reverse? So instead of top right to bottom left. What's the name of it? Sartalics. (laughs) <laughs> huh fucking strong oh yeah no strong. how'd you go with that date last night yeah he was hilarious and it's in reverse sartalics. in sartalics. sartalics so you sit and go like oh she's joking it's sartalics that's brilliant sonny hey we got all year make it into someone's will oh. I don't want him to die or anything I just want to make it in this year. Could it be anything? Could it be like you get the air fryer, but at least you're in the will? I get debt. I don't care. I just want to be in the will. I, want to be, I just want to be thought of. I just want to be thought of. <laughs> Learn to fold a fitted bed sheet. Impossible. It can't be done, can it? By the way, one of the great world championships is bed making in China. Watch some footage of, of people making beds. No shit. The skill is to have it as neat as you can and have it in a certain amount of time completed. They do fitted bed sheets? Fitted bed sheets. It's actually super satisfying to watch. Absolutely. Hunt down my granddad's royalty money for the Inspector Gadget theme song. (laughs) Sorry? He did the oo-oos. He did that. He did those. Yeah, that's him. Crazy. So they they did all that music and they... <laughs> Would have been nothing without that. Why don't you chuck in an ooh-ooh? And they're like, yeah, cool, we'll use it or not. Never saw a brass razzo. 
Really strange cartoon, that one. Always freaked me out a bit. I don't know why. Mate, I don't give a shit about the cartoon. My granddad, Fred Munn, created the oohs. Fred Munn. Deserves the money. Ton up. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Don't. Yeah, Ooh. that look. I've got to ton up again. You have tunned up. Not this year. Make less New Year's resolutions. <laughs> yeah, up end of that. Up end. Turn up again. <laughs> Watch more sport. I like that. Rate that highly. I reckon you can do it. If I combine that with drinking more piss and tunning up, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a fucking good year. Up in the And back. finally, Mace. Sure. 2024. New Year's resolutions. Quit heroin. <laughs> so blunt. Resolution. We'll be live. But, mate, I've got something to tell you Please. about. We mentioned it in the prayer. Mm. Barnaby Joyce at Walcher Pub. Whatcha watching, Walcher? Whatcha watching. <laughs> they still haven't got the final yet, by the way. They're still on the edge of their seats. So he went on telly the next morning and said, yeah, I reckon we uh, might have watched the wrong game <laughs> because the Walcher Pub had shown the friendly from a month earlier against France <laughs> at Marvel Stadium. So there were 11 million Australians watching the most seminal moment of sport in the last two decades. And Barnaby and co. were watching a scrappy 1-0 win with B-grade players <laughs> at Marvel. So I've got some news for Please. you. About a month ago, I was <laughs> driving up the Sunshine Coast <laughs> from uh, around Port Macquarie Way, and I spotted something on the map <laughs> called Walcher. And I turned to my lovely accommodating partner and said, hey, we've got to go to Walcher. <laughs> and she informed me that it was about a five-hour journey out of the way. I said, that's all right, we'll stay at the night. Drove to Walcher for New Year's Eve. Can't believe you did this. Purely for the gag. Purely five for the gag. Five-hour gag. Honestly, and I said to her on the drive, I was like, look, it's going to be weird, but I'm just going to be bailing people up going, have you heard, uh, have you heard the news? We're going to land on the moon soon. You know, like, oh, like JFK might be in trouble. Like, I wanted to just drop all these things. You were licking your lips. Licking me chops, right? <laughs> By the way, unbeknownst to me, Walter, hell of a drive for a bloke without a license. 48 k's up a hill, 25 k's an hour. Absolute Jesus mountainous corkscrew Christ. with mist coming through. Fair white knuckle. Just like leaning across going, assume that view's nice. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Couldn't tell you. I'm looking one metre in front of the headlights. <laughs> no idea. Fucking hating it. We get halfway to Walcher, by the way, out of the mountains. Like, oh, my God, out of the fiery depths of hell. We go past this town called Long Flat. <laughs> Does what it says on the tin. What are we going to call it, Marl? Oh, it's a bit long, isn't uh, it? It's long and it's flat. <laughs> yeah, tools down. So go past and in my periphery because I'm white knuckling looking over the wheel I go fuck that was that a pub that looked amazing she goes yeah it looks like a great country pub do you want to pull in I'm like absolutely mm. 
pull into the long flat pub. <laughs> and as I get to the bar, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm on my learners. 41. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> I've got to be on triple zero. So do you. And she goes, nah, I can have a drink. Yeah. Orders a skewy for herself. I had a can of Pasito. Oh, my God. What year was it? What vintage was it? <laughs> 2023, mate. So, anyway, I'm sitting out the front. I'm devastated. Oh. I'm like, fucking driving's overrated. This is mm. shit. Look across the road, and it's dead set like five shops on one street. Like, it's not even a street. <laughs> so, everyone's got to do everything, okay? Everyone's chipping in. I've stumbled across the greatest shop of all time, mate. Directly across the road <laughs> from Long Flat Pub. <laughs> Is a hairdresser mm. combined with a butcher. What? A, bu- <laughs> a hairdresser <laughs> slash butcher shop. Holy shit. Yeah, that's right. A <laughs> couple of hamburgers and a bit off the side. Wow. Here's the thing. I'm there sipping my pasito <laughs> thinking, oh, sick. This is the best shop I've ever seen. I'm going in. It was closed. Cheers. Cheers. But I just wanted to walk in and order the chops, mm. see what happened. <laughs> Do I come out with sideburns or lamb? I don't know. <laughs> One of the great double acts. I like that. What a double act. Are they using a, a slicer to cut the side of your head? Are they using a meat slicer? Absolutely, like meat cleaver to do the short back and sides. They're shaving the the steak out the back from the fat. Like they're really mixing it up. Oh, there's a hair mistake. No, mate, there's a steak in my haircut. Now, I'm going to give you three cracks. Hit me. Name. What's the name of the hairdresser slash butcher? She's meat, meat, meat. News for you. They've nailed it. Fuck. Uh, beef and barbers. Strong, good alliteration. No. <laughs> shear ya. Shear ya. Shear ya. You're not even trying. <laughs> you want to know what it is? Please. Prime cuts. Fuck. They fucking did it. Strong. They fucking did it. How strong is that? So strong. Prime cuts. Prime cuts. What's happened there? Just get a short back inside and five snags. Thanks, man. <laughs> that is your best day out. At Prime Cuts? Are you that kidding? That is your best day out. So anyway, mate, I go from Prime Cuts all the way to Walcher, which I've since found, by the way, is pronounced Walker. Annoying, though. Don't care. My bad. Sorry, Barnaby. Still called Walcher. I'm ready to talk all things like, yeah, turn of the century. Oh. Are you guys worried about Y2K, <laughs> bud? Like, I'm just ready to run amok for my own entertainment on New Eve, right? Let's just unload here. Get there. True to form, on brand, it's closed. It's only New Year's <laughs> Eve. Not much going on. <laughs> Nothing doing. Closed. Yeah, it went down the road to another pub in New England, which shout out, great friends of the pod, New England. Oh, yeah. Much happening in Walcher? Was a bit of a buzz there or pretty quiet? I walk into the local pub. This bar is unbelievable. It's attached to a Chinese restaurant. Pretty right. authentically Chinese. Really Karen, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick who runs the show. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll drop it round next to the jukebox. <laughs> like, yeah, no dramas. Cheers. <laughs> Didn't touch a bit of it. One of the locals comes out, absolutely convinced he's going to kidnap us. <laughs> convinced of it. Like, absolute Ivan Milat vibes. He starts going to me, where are you staying? I'm like, oh, mate, just down the road. Just down the road. 
like, yeah, but where? Or just, you know, down the road. Specifics. Where? Mate, I'm not going to tell you. Why not? <laughs> mate, not being funny. Like, don't take it personally, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm staying. Why well, I'm taking it personally. <laughs> no way. Where are you staying? Jesus. 100%. So I'm thinking, Jesus, Barnaby, you got off light. Well, I went to the pub and watched them on the weekend, but I think I think we're watching the wrong game. I think they'd put on a repeat because it was on Channel 10. We went and had dinner because we thought they'd won 1-0 in their full time. <laughs> Did you see there was a penalty shootout but like anyway, nothing we've seen in men's or no, women's to, soccer? There was no penalty I, shootout in the one you watched? I, no, Australia just won 1-0. Whatever was happening, I think, was pretty dodgy. I don't think they'd paid for their, for their vision or something. Right. <laughs> right. I've got to go hunt out my granddad's royalty money for the oo-oos. It's nothing without that. It's everything. Yeah, if if you don't have it, it's nothing. It's missing something. It's insanity. Fred Munn. Fred, can you come in? Hey, Fred, what do you want for this? Three long necks and a dart. That's all it would have taken. Yeah, and I reckon he tripped or something and went, ooh, ooh. And ooh, then they ooh. went, hang on. <laughs> ah, let's use that. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I was a huge chance to be a part of that. <laughs> nah, Fred, we would have come up with that anyway. <laughs> Someone would have fallen over in the production of it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Wah, wah. <laughs> Spewing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to press stop. All right, I'm going to press stop too. Hi, this is Davey. And Candy Warner. We would like... <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> uh... Is that good? Yeah. Okay.